You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. Well, I came here for just one drink. And that's all I got now, don't you think? That's right. That's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. That's right, we're here at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana, where we record... And I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, the 15 side. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt, the 24 side. And we got a special guest here, Mr. Ryan Patterson. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? So Ryan was instrumental in setting up Brookville on tap. So we weren't able to get him in here prior to the event. I did get him to the Hometown Radio USA studio where we did an interview. But So I thought, well, let's do a follow-up interview with him. So... I know from what I've heard and saw, it was a great success. Yeah, my expectations were grossly exceeded. Um, I've been trying to do this for a couple of years. Um, kept hitting roadblocks. I finally found um, Mick Wills said he'd help me out and help me invest in it and bring this event to Brookville. Um, it's actually a company called Indiana on Tap that does these. Uh, so we linked up with them. They were hesitant at first. They didn't think we had a market to support it. Um, and then once we got the ball rolling they were optimistic if we could get 200 people to come to it and they could get eight vendors my goals were 300 people and 12 vendors and we ended up having 447 tickets sold and i had 18 vendors wow so, wow that's wow. great yeah that's i was great. ecstatic uh everything went real, went real well uh, no you major had issues great weather for it good oh, yeah. weather um i never i didn't see a single line at the bathroom which is a good sign like that's always a uh yep a surefire sign that your event is not going well if you've got people standing in line at a bathroom right, and you've messed right. something up. But good deal. Yeah, it went real well. So tell us about the different, you know, breweries. And I know you had breweries, you had distilleries, you had wineries. Uh, so who all showed up, and exactly how did it go down? Um, we had, I want to say, twelve different breweries there. We had some where we had volunteers. Um, uh, Tebby Liquor was nice enough to help us help provide us with volunteers to pour. Um, they were a huge help in everything, actually. Um, so we had a handful of Cincinnati stuff, uh, so you might have heard of Ryan Geis Braxton, um, Brew Dog out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we had some smart at Brookville Brewing Company. Uh, Michael Taylor does that. His beer's awesome too. Um, so stop there. So is that Brookville, Indiana? Brookville, Indiana. Yeah. Oh wow. Did you guys know there's a brewery in Brookville, I Indiana? Did not. Uh, did he's not. a home brewery. He's a really great setup in his garage. Is what I'm hearing that he's got TVs set up with all of his stuff on tap. He had uh, for being a home brewer, he had a really good setup there. He brought a TV with his menu on it. He had nice. Uh, his, his I, name I, again? Michael Taylor. I Michael see a, Taylor. I see another podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I I last summer saw two guys in town. With shirts, it said Brookville Brewery. I'm like, so then I did homework. I thought, well, maybe there's an old brewery that was in town, and I couldn't find anything. So, huh. Huh. if you follow my Brookville Brewing on, I can't remember if it's Brookville Brewing Company or Brookville Brewery on Instagram. He's got some stuff there. Cool. We'll definitely um, check him out. Yeah. 
No, he's, he's really great. I got one of those t-shirts you're talking about, too. He's, I, yeah. He showed up with them, and I was like, man, if you'd have brought those, you would have sold them like hotcakes. Oh, and my God. Right. A couple yeah, hours absolutely. later, somebody was hunting me down. It's like, hey, Michael brought you a shirt. Cool. So, um, yeah, he was great. Um, him and uh, Tarnish Hollow out of Anderson, Indiana, uh, were two of our homebrews, and they were actually two of the most popular ones. Um, great. Tarnish Hollow had, I can't remember what he called it. It was it was like a margarita sour beer. Really? And we, ha- we had a surprisingly large number of ladies at this event and that was probably as far as beers go that was the most popular beer amongst any of the ladies i talked to wow well i wouldn't expect that that's that was awesome. very good that's great nice nice so, um, so we're whiskey guys so what distillery showed up uh hard truth i see you got a couple of their bottles yeah and actually we're going to talk right. about them in a second here as um, well i'm not a big fan of peanut butter whiskey uh, but don't tell that lady. Don't tell right lady right behind you. you. No, hard truth. Peanut butter is the absolute best peanut butter whiskey I've ever I've ever tried. Uh, it tastes like peanut butter brittle. It's got a real good caramel flavor to it as well. Like it's very very good. Okay. Um, in Boone County Jail dis- Distillery, um, they had a lemon. It was a it was like a lemon drop moonshine. My wife brought me a little taste drive and was like, "Taste this." And I went to smell it, and she goes, "I didn't say smell it. I smelled it. Said taste it." And I took a drink of it. I'm like, "This is just lemonade." And she's like, no, that's 100 Proof Moonshine. Wow. <laughs> uh, they have that at, uh, that was one of the things that uh, Tevis is carrying. In in Kentucky? No, no, that was actually, uh, I, I can't remember exactly where they're from in Indiana, but that was, oh, in, that was Indiana. in Indiana. Yeah. Great. Wow. Uh, so is Tevis there a Boone County, Indiana? I believe There so. is, yes. Yeah, I think okay. there is. Good. Wow. Uh, but yeah, they were they were super popular. Um, that was one of the one of some of the feedback I got from people, especially because we had a lot of ladies there. Was more, um, more wine next year, right. more seltzers. Um, we did have one uh, Braxton out of Covington, Kentucky. They own Vive Seltzer, mm-hmm. um, so that was part of the deal we worked out with them to get some of their stuff. Uh, we had some seltzers there. Well, your nice. first, I mean, your first year in though, you you've got to learn what your demographic is, and then you know what what you need to what you need to have for next year. I mean, you can't you can't learn until you try. And Absolutely. And no matter what you do, you're never going to have it perfect. There's always going to be something different to do. But, I mean, to have that kind of results the first year out, you know, you've got instead of two or 300 people you were hoping to have there, you got 447 people. And sounds like most of the people were happy, so they're going to go home and tell. So, realistically, next year, weather permitting, you could be in the five 600 people um, just because of – how good things went overall you know your first year so i mean that to me that'd be a i'd be tickled to death and that'd be an excellent excellent way to go into your next year's planning um even even the guys from indiana on tap were blown away they said this is one of the first year events best first year events they've ever done and like i said initially they did not think we had a market to support an event like this they were like they just don't understand us people in franklin county (laughs) what kind of drinkers there are down here (laughs) well i mean like we're a bush light market right and they knew they knew that coming down here wait a minute Bush, uh, Bush Light Apple. <laughs> oh my God! Don't, even Don't get, get us started. <laughs> but yeah, you're true. It is true. But there are a lot of younger drinkers here that do look for the flavored beers and the different uh, craft beers. There, that is a different market. So you know, I could see where some of the d- distillers or some of the brewers would be concerned about small town, right? Because they stick to their flavors. But I think culturally, I think it's great that that's happened. I, and you're telling me you're in excess of 400 people. 
I look in numbers greater than what you say, 500. I look at numbers of what you're seeing around close to 1,000 next year. Members, pre-sold tickets or however you do that, which I want to learn more because I don't know how that was. Uh, I, I think it's interesting as crap as what I've seen so far, and I think you've disguised the limits in my opinion. The uh, I think the market is definitely here in Brookville, and the reason why is I think we're, we're sitting in the middle of a Cincinnati getaway. And I think that we're a better community that people can get out to. And now we have stuff to offer. And I think this is just a great option. Well, I think, yeah, I think this kind of comes in behind a lot of what's been going on and being pushed by some of these local people to build Brookville up. And they've been, they've been done an awesome job. Yep. And then you follow it with, with events like this. And, uh, and it so happened that Rob and I were back. We were in town. We didn't go down, we didn't go down to the, to the event down uh, on uh, Progress Street, but we were in town, and the town was alive, mm-hmm. like I haven't seen it in a long, long time. I mean, there were, the people were up at the street in front of third place. There was music playing down, you know, a half a block away. They had the horse-drawn uh, trolley going up and down Main Street, and I mean, there were people up and down, up and down. Main Street from one end to the other, and I haven't seen that in a long, long time in Brookville. So, so yeah, congratulations on how well that went, and yeah, I hope you keep it up, and I hope, I hope you know you bring it back around next year, and uh, I think you know, and the again, there's a there's a really energetic group of people in Brookville right now. So between now and then. You know, I think we'll see more things and more improvements of town and more marketing, right, is getting this word out. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think five, 600 people might be a pretty conservative number. I do too. Well, I, I mean, think, yeah. I, th- I think it could be. A that was a, initially, that was a concern I had based on sp- space constraints. So right. we, we didn't go overboard right. with advertising. Yeah, and that's good. Um, once I hit about the 350 mark on it, I was told, hey, you'll, you'll probably sell – 50% of your tickets in the last two weeks, I was really hesitant to have anybody put it on a sign or put it in the paper or right. stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that'll be your challenge next year is 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 where you get the space to expand this, right? Uh, that's absolutely, that's, so that's, that's the... be a challenge. So I have a question for you. Did, did you have a moment where you said, wow, that didn't work well, and you have something optioned that you want to work for? Or something that you found that people just didn't like at the, during this because it sounded like everything was pretty smooth. Um, really, the only the two biggest pieces of negative feedback I received from it was that was that it wasn't it wasn't advertised very well. There were a lot of people who didn't know that it was going on. So, I had a response to that. So somebody posted that on Facebook. So they said they drove through town; it was packed, but they didn't know anything about it. There was no advertising. Well, if you drove through town, and it was packed. It was advertised someplace. Uh, right. They they also commented that in a uh, a local gossip Chatter. group yeah, yeah. Um, that I had posted that event in probably twenty times. Right. So yeah. I understand some people aren't on, aren't on social media, so I understand some of the concerns of that. Um, Facebook is where we get the majority of our marketing and right. sales yeah. from. Right. Um, another thing I got from people was uh, we moved all the picnic tables out of third place uh, just to make space for standing. Um, so I, I did get has people say, hey, you know, we we really like the place to sit down. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. But outside of that, that's really the only two like major. Okay. Hey, we could probably do this better. Well, like I said though, I've I ran, I helped run a fair for seventeen years. 
no matter how good you do, you're going to sure. have something Absolutely. you can. You're going to have sure. something you can go. Yeah, I could tweak this, and sure. you will. Every year, you're going to tweak something and get better and better yeah. until you get it figured out. Well, I'm reflecting back to this first comment because I think it was one of the most uh, intelligent comments you made towards a process like that, and that was, you know, when things are bad when people are lined up at the restaurant, right? So knowing that you do, because that's your crowd control, that gives you a, your positive impact of crowd control and comfortability, right? So whatever you had this year, now you got a large planning ahead of you to plan to double or triple that aspect because that's your number one negative driver. So I'm assuming that you have a group of people that's working towards that goal for next year for a repeated fit, re- re- repeated event, right? Absolutely. I had a fantastic group of volunteers um, to include um, mixed staff at third place. They were all awesome. Um, really great with handling uh, food, anything customers needed uh, from upstairs. They were awesome. Uh, we have a meeting September 1st to start planning for next year. Um, next year's date's August 6th. If you guys want to go and put that on your calendars, we're, we're already booked. Good to go on that. I know people who have already booked hotel rooms for it. Sounds like a podcast to me. And reserve eight tickets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'll get you guys booth space if you want to broadcast yep. from it. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but our, our, our biggest our biggest hurdling growth is, like you said, space. Um, alcohol permitting. We were all on third places property. We were able to cover all underneath third places permitting. Um, so as far as growth goes... If we expand it, if we expand the real estate we're using for this, permitting becomes an issue. Um, I've talked to um, Mark and Indiana on tap about a couple different options um, for how we can do it without expanding our footprint. I've talked to Mick about how we can do it with expanding our footprint. I've talked to the town council about how we can do it while expanding our, our footprint. So I'm, I'm confident that whatever course of action we end up going with, like we, we will be able to accommodate a larger crowd next year for sure. So the plan is to keep it the same location? I want to keep it on Main Street. On Main Street? Um, just because it helps the business out there. Uh, right. The Brookville Main Street Association was awesome with their Wild West night immediately following. Right. Um, I went to a handful of their meetings, and I told them when I was in the planning process for this, like, I'm going to show up at third place at 2 p.m., and I don't want to go home until sometime after 10. Like, can you – this event's over at 6. From 6 to 10, can you keep a captive audience on Main Street and have them spending money at businesses locally? And they did a great job with the bands and the horse-drawn carriages. I had people sending me messages asking who I booked the carriages through. That's awesome. I, I, I saw a lot of good comments about the carriages yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, you know, that was awesome. Everybody was commenting. Right. So I know you brought some demographics. So age demographics and where the folks came from, do you have both of those? I do, yeah. That. Um, so I know you were talking about a younger and younger's relative. Um we only sold two, 2% of our tickets to people 21 to 24. Wow, good number. Um, and a, okay. a lot of that has to do with, like, craft beer is is a little bit more expensive. Right, right. Um, Probably in the 30-year-old. That's where we were That's where we were pretty much <laughs> right. much better off at. Um, okay. Good. I'm on the, I'm on the uh, Economic Development Commission for the county as well, so that's one of the things, like, demographics is something that I look at when we're looking at projects. Um, people in their 30s with kids have disposable incomes. I didn't want to have, like, I got a babysitter, but I didn't want to drive two hours away and then two hours back home, and that's right, more right. babysitter. So keeping everything local and giving people with that disposable income, um, that's where you really right. kind of make your, you put a big dent in it. Uh, was so you forgot, 20, when we say younger, 30 is a lot younger for us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're old. It's all relative. <laughs> 
<laughs> remember that phrase. It's all relative. <laughs> I'm going to use that often now. Uh, 25 to, to 34 was our biggest demographic. 32% of our ticket sales came from them. Um, and I, I know like a lot of a lot of the guys I graduated high school with were there. Um, I saw a lot of people the year ahead of me and the year behind me from high school there. It was it was it was really nice. Um, it's a class reunion. It, it, it's basically Kinda what it is. turned into. Right. Um, right. You know, the, everybody the the beer was was the vessel for the conversation right. was the vessel for the event exactly uh, it wasn't the primary focus it was it was you know meeting up with your friends i had a friend um come in he's building a factory in mexico he flew up from mission texas to come to this event i had several friends come from chicago for this that's cool um so i was really excited to see them and i'm events like this is how this these are how we get our kids to come back home and visit us and i'm i'm saying i have three daughters and like when i i don't really see myself moving because the cost of living here is it's really cheap to live in Brookville. Right. Um, we don't use that term, economical. It's economically <laughs> advantageous to live in Brookville. There you go. Um, we're 35 miles from Cincinnati. Right. I could, You'd I be could anywhere be in, in an hour. Absolutely. Yeah, you can be in Cincinnati uh, or in an Indian. hour or Indian in an hour. Yeah. So, so you know, if we can find things that, that will give our kids something to come home to after right. college or even if they even if they don't come back home, you know, give them reasons to come back home and visit. Like, right. that, that's huge. Like. It's something I never really thought about until I had kids myself. Like, how can I how can I get these animals to stick around when they get older, when they get cool, and I want to hang out with them? Um, so stuff like this is how we do it, and having right. fun events like this. That's awesome. Well, you've got a whole other market that you haven't. Even, I don't. I mean, you've probably thought about, but you've got with the Brookville Lake just down the street. When it you know when that time comes, you've got people traveling through here that may see this and go. They're at the lake camping. Hey, this would be a fun thing. We can pop down to town for the night, have some food, a couple drinks, and be back to the lake. You know, for for the rest of the evening or the weekend. So, That's I mean, the part I was touching on where I think the growth potential is, but. You gotta be uh, careful, though. Yeah, I right. mean, yeah, right. You don't want to. You, you don't the, want it too big. I mean, I, I think you're gonna. Right. Just. I, I agree. I'm just saying that, that you get over 500 people, and you're gonna have issue getting everybody taken care of. That's right. Well, that's why I said though the potential there is for it to explode. So you've, but the nice thing is with selling tickets, you're controlling, you're controlling the crowd by how big you let it get. So yes. I mean that's the good part. But I'm just saying the potential is there for it to to, to blow up into, you know. You know, yeah, it's something beyond control. We proved the fact that the people will spend the money if the if what they if the quality is good, the the service is there, and it meets their entertainment value. They don't care about the money; they'll spend it. But as soon as you out you bust outside that boundary and you don't meet that expectation, then you start shrinking backwards. I love the idea of X amount of tickets being sold because that's your control measure. And it's your control measure, it's your room measure, it's your value measure, it's everything that you're able to manage. Once you don't, once you release those gates, you can't control what's outside that gate. And right. I think that's why a lot of the big communities like that have these big festivals and stuff, they lose control of it because they're, it's not withheld within a certain set of guidance and boundaries for that. So I, I love the idea. I think it's great, but I, I think there's potential what you need. I, I love the idea of sticking to a set of boundaries because it we, controls it. We had a conversation um, about two weeks prior to the to the event starting on capping tickets at five hundred, um, and we we didn't because we didn't know how we how well we do. It's kind of like airplane seats; like you, everybody they oversell an airplane, right? right? Oh, we you guys oh, know, we about know that. that. We <laughs> yeah, just That's in case somebody doesn't show up. Um, we did for our initial our ticket sales. We had a premium ticket that included uh, the pizza buffet at third place. 
so we, we did cap those at a point because I didn't want to. We were concerned about outpacing the kitchen staff. Right, right. I don't want to overwhelm them. Being a them. first first event like that, you have two hundred people. All you can eat pizza. Um, that's like that twenty five dollars for all you can eat pizza and all you can drink. Like that was the best deal in the state. Oh on I would have bought. Like I would have bought like ten of those. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. We, eight, no, eight, eight sold now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at we go to third place for pizza. Time we have pizza and drink, it's a lot more twenty five dollars. Yeah. Absolutely. So you can't beat that. Can't beat that. And we even uh, we even had conversations about maybe just doing some very basic and generic pizzas there, just just for sure make it easy. Yeah. But that was a great opportunity for people who had never been to third place to get pizza before to try that to try the figgy piggy pizza. Right. Oh, what's the uh, p- uh, the one we like? The honey. The killer bee. Killer, killer bee. bee. Yeah. Oh, that's the good one. That's it was a really great opportunity for people to try those, and and I'm I'm hoping that you know. The return on the investment from that is that Mick sees some faces in his restaurant right. he hasn't seen before. Right, right. Well, he's doing a lot of things. I mean, there's a German night coming up there. We're going to talk about the bourbon tasting that's coming up there. He, there's a lot of things. The Main Street Association and Mick, and they're all, you know, they're trying to make the town of Brookville a place you want to come to, right. a place to be. Uh, you don't need to drive to Cincinnati. We got it all right here, so. That, that's what I'm – I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I just – I'm – you're going to need a lot more space than you got, I think. Oh, absolutely. So – and I'm sure you're already working on that. So you, you had this down on Progress Street, which is the alley behind – am I right? Yes. Alley behind. Yep. How was it visually for that down there? I was concerned about that when I heard that. I thought, yeah, because there's some older buildings and stuff and some old scapes and stuff was – you know, how would that work out for you? I mean, the – Obviously, I'd rather all the buildings behind it been gone. We look at the beautiful river behind us. Um, right. I didn't. I didn't see it being an issue. Okay. Good. Um, good. We we put the majority of the vendors were on the street. People congregated more so in the in the in the pit. Right. That Mick okay. has there. Um, we even the base his bourbon room. I think table fifty two. He calls it down there. The big. Right. We had that cleared out. and We had a couple of vendors down there too. Super. Okay. Um, I know that room well. I got married in that room. Yes. It's really nice. Apparently, it used to be a. Uh, it was a mortuary, mortuary yeah. at one time. Wow, I didn't know that. It was, yeah. <laughs> you want to do a podcast there, Rube? <laughs> Take the cat balls. Take the cat balls. Take the cat balls. The, uh, the pit next to it was a Chevy dealership at one time as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Some history there. So I think that's I think that's good because I was looking at it. But that progress street. There's not a whole lot of visual aspects right there. Like, but, but but you don't need it. You if, don't because you have you've the got vendors, vendors set up, up. So, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. good. And I, it was just something I thought of. Like you know, I always think of the aesthetics. And of it things, kept so. it kept the you know if if it all happened on Main Street, people couldn't have got through Main right. Street. Crowded. So, right. Oh yeah. 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 Great. Yeah, you can't great idea. close off a U.S. highway anymore. Yeah. They don't. They frown yeah. upon that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can redirect them to Progress Street. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we we had we had conversations initially about doing this in the parks. Our, our, the Brookfield Town Park is beautiful, and I feel like it's super underutilized. But um, there are people who live here that don't even know it's there. To exactly. be totally honest, right. and it's right. gorgeous. But it doesn't but help. It doesn't, that doesn't help the businesses on Main purpose. Street. Right. right. It doesn't that help doesn't help businesses up. Well, up it's, up you up don't have the amenities that's needed, and the power and things like that that's needed for something like it. This so. was a, this was a very easy event to set up to because right. it, it, all the natural barriers around it. We Super. took caution tape and went around it. We had some roadblocks set up, um, and that was the extent of setup. Right. The guys I talked to from Indiana Tap, they said typically they come down the night before to do a setup. They showed up the morning of. We had everything set up in two hours. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Good. Great. Well, it sounds like it was a well put together. Yeah. Uh, event and kudos, kudos to you for getting yeah, right. it all no, put you. together. Congratulations. Uh, and we're looking forward to next year's event. 
That's Put my us birthday. down for a booth. We'll be there. That's my birthday weekend, too. Oh, gosh. Do a Two parties. There, yeah. <laughs> Two parties. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the the my favorite part of the people were, were genuinely thankful an event like that was going right. on. I got a lot of people I've never met before coming up and saying, hey, I heard you put right. this on. Thank you. Like, we really appreciate this. Good. I feel like Leslie Nope at the Harvest Festival. Like, I don't know if you guys watch Parks and Rec. Yep. But yeah. Yep. We needed a mini horse, and it would just really tie the event together. Well, so, like, start looking now. You can find that mini horse. I have a connection. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. People, like, people are looking for some place local to stay to do stuff. And if you give it to them, they'll come. I mean, it's kind of like the Field of Dreams. You build it, they'll come. And it is here. I mean, and there's people with enough disposable income that are tired of traveling. Plus, kind of, I guess the other kind of benefit is the summer after COVID and when things were kind of opened up, this happened. So people have been cooped up and needed a place to go. And you hit it out of the park with a good event. So it put a good thought in their brain for the first time being there. So you're, I mean, I hey, think look at a Saturday night. You can come out and you can get some beer. You get some whiskey, you get food. some wine and food. What more could you ask? And not only let's, let's well, on touch sh- on other things. A short too. drive home too. I exactly. Mean, you know, so you but, know, the older I get, that long drive from from even Harrison anymore is, is just getting to be. Too <laughs> Why much. do you think I'm the proprietor, Mary, and I have the rusty nail speakeasy? We don't have a drive. But you know, <laughs> no matter how event, late we stay, it's not that late. <laughs> one thing. The event is one thing, but the impact on the community is the other. All the other businesses in town, the ice cream shops and the food shops, and all that stuff was. Gaining business that night. Sure. I mean, they were selling pizzas at Pizza Pete, and they were selling chicken at Dairy Cottage, and they were selling ice cream at Scoops, and well, all that stuff was happening more and more and more. Well, and all the way up to Crazy Dogs, because the, ho- dogs, the right. horse trolley was doing the loop, and, and I watched a video of somebody that was on the okay. was on the horse trolley go through town, and they went all they the loop, way to Crazy Dogs around and looped crazy. around, and, and see, they stopped, and so about five people got off the trolley and went into Crazy Dogs. The idea doesn't just impact the actual event. It impacts the entire town and right. every business, and I think it's great. And, uh, you know, I was part of a softball tournament while I was back, and, uh, you know, we'd had 32 teams here, and we've quit after 12 years, and the the county, the city council member talked to me one time and said, "Man, I wish you threw that tournament. It really had an impact on the, on the businesses here in town because we sold a lot of food and alcohol and and stays and everything at the local places. And uh, so I I see the glow, uh, the group impact where it happens for everybody in town. So kudos, great job. No, thank you. Outstanding. So we'll we'll we're gonna stay on this, uh, the alcohol just a bit, and third place just a bit because on September fourth. Uh, the Main Street Association is sponsoring a bourbon tasting. Oh, uh, at third bourbon place, tasting and pie and pie auction. auction. Pie. So to start with, Jeff, the distillery Jeff. is Hard Truth. So nice. the master distiller from Hard Truth will be there. Um, they're going to be selling tickets, and I'll talk more about that when I have all the information. Um, and it's also the pie auction, and all the proceeds are for the Christmas lights on Main Street. That's great. So what? A, what an awesome way it is uh, to get more because we've. Here's the deal: when I grew up, we'd always come to Grandma and Grandpa's, drive through Main Street, all those Christmas lights strung across, yeah. Yeah. strung across. I understand the new poles there can't support all those, but you can do other things. So, yeah. Um, but that's September fourth. It'll be at Third Place. Uh, the Main once again the Main Street Association sponsoring it. And there's a group called Cross the Line 1524, who are actually the MCs for the event. So awesome. we've we're been uh, uh, talking to Main Street this week, and they're putting things together. We're putting things together. Oh, it'll be a great time. So. Super. I was glad to hear it. So tell us again the date for next year's Brookville on Tap. August 6th. So mark your calendars. August 6th, 2022. 
Uh, it'll be at the same place, Progress and Street and Third Place. It'll be you'll you'll the alley by Third Place will be your entrance point again for the awesome. for the event. Um, we're trying to get it every year where it's right around the start of school. Awesome, awesome. So mark your awesome. calendars now. Birthday so, gifts for me aren't necessary, but appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> so for Across the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunts, and our special guest Ryan Patterson. And we'll see y'all next time. Are you looking for some great pizza and live music on a Friday night? Then check out Third Place in Brookville, Indiana. Located at 734 Main Street. They feature the Pizza Buffet and live music every Friday night. Third Place, the place to be. You know, it's about time to restock the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with some fine liquors. There's only one place we go for that. When we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's. Liquor store, downtown Brookville, Indiana, on Main Street. They have a selection of beer, wine, liquors, vodkas, your seltzers, whatever you want right here in Brookville, Indiana. Give them a shout. Stop in and say hi. Now, if you're out towards Batesville, Indiana, check out Batesville Liquor Co. They've got a huge selection. They're in what used to be a grocery store. Now it's filled with alcohol. They've got selections of bourbons, selections of wines, vodkas, whiskeys, you name it, they've got it. Located in Batesville, Indiana. So whether you're in Batesville or Brookville, we got two spots for you to hit. Check them out. Tebby Leckers in Brookville and the Batesville Liquor Company out in Batesville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Uh, we had a great time talking to Ryan Patterson about Brookville on Tap, and uh, he's got his date for next year's event. It's going to be a great time. You heard us talking about the bourbon tasting, which by the time you hear this, we will have already done. In fact, we're doing it tonight. So we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Once again, if you like our podcast, leave us a five-star rating and a positive comment on whatever podcast app you use. Tell your friends, bring a buddy, tell a neighbor, you know, the more the merrier. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line, 1524. Out the door.